0: All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Bobby Podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest from TikTok. She posts incredible food content. Uh, her content is centered around how to find a healthy balance with food and fitness, you know, not incorporating um, good and bad foods like not, listen, not labeling foods as good or bad. Um, you can fit all foods in your diet while maintaining a healthy lifestyle. On um, Today, we have Natalie Lutwig that's at Natalie. Uh, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-E Ludwig, L-U-D-W-I-G on TikTok. She has almost 57,000 TikTok followers. Like I said, absolutely just amazing content. So hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much
1: for having
0: me on. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I I, I was looking to, ha- to have you on for a little bit. Um, I think your content, like I said, it's incredible. It's it's content that people need to see and you're absolutely just helping out so many people. And I don't even think you realize it. Like it's, you're, just, you're, you're doing great things. You're doing some great things. Um, so the first thing I want to, I want to get in with you is basically I asked, I asked pretty much everyone who I, who I have on from TikTok is kind of like, how did you get started with TikTok And how did you know that this is that, that the content you post is the content you wanted to uh, post about?
1: Well, like most people, when quarantine started, I, I honestly had never downloaded TikTok until quarantine, just like everybody else. A lot of people did that. And so that's when I like originally downloaded TikTok, but I didn't start posting like consistent content until this year and around like, I want to say February, April, kind of like around that time of year. And it originally just started me making like just fun videos like like cookie content and everything like that but then it turned into like me sharing my story about like me having an eating disorder and like trying to help others so basically it started as just like a fun thing but then it kind of turned into me more wanting to help some some people like my whole idea was that like if i could at least just help one person that like i would just be like the happiest person in the world <laughs>
0: Oh, I love to hear that and I, yeah I say the same thing too like if I can just help one person like as cliche as that sounds as corny as that sounds like if I can just help out one person and like my my prophecy is fulfilled I guess like it's no it's,
1: no it's like it's it's really true though like you know like see like seeing the comments on my posts all the time like you've helped me so much or like I ate today because of this like it's true like sometimes they make me tear up because like like it's me that like is helping other people and like I don't know it's just a crazy feeling. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know. And I I think the the thing, I think the reason why it's so surreal to us is because like we know from personal experience how how rough an eating disorder can be. And to now be in a position where we can help other people and change people's days, their weeks, their months, their lives, even like it's just, it's such a surreal feeling. So just, you know, even being able to help one person is just absolutely incredible. And I really, you know, commend you for posting the content that you post. Um, And speaking of which, you know, how are you able to, kind of um how do you personally combat or deal with with diet culture in your life
1: well because just like you said you and I have both like dealt with it and we've experienced an eating disorder in our lives and so now I'm at like the point in my life where that I like nothing like like I guess triggers me or like affects me in that kind of way like in a sense to diet culture but I know that on TikTok it's huge and on Instagram it's huge like people like are always m- giving some misinformation and making people think the wrong thing, and so I feel like I feel like I have like a sense where like I can help people in that way and show them that like, look, don't listen to these favorite influencers who are telling you to skip breakfast, telling you it's not okay to eat carbs after eight p.m. And so I kind of combat it in a way where like I make videos to show people that. Like, it's okay to do these things, and it's normal to wanna to do these things, and it's normal to listen to your body and intuitively eat and eat when you're hungry because it really makes me so angry when, like, I'll open TikTok sometimes and I'll see videos and, like, people saying, like, the wrong things and getting the people are or like showing their bodies in a certain way and where they eat 1200 calories a day and all these kids are in the comment section saying oh my god I like I want to look like you like I, I'm gonna do my best to look like you like I'm gonna eat exactly this like no that's like absolutely not okay like I I don't like that like a lot of people uh, are just giving these horrible impressions to young kids
0: one hundred percent. And yeah, nothing pisses me off more than like the what I eat in a day videos that are like very clearly like restricting food, like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred calories. Yes. Like it nothing pisses me off more. I hate those videos because yeah, like you open up the comments and you see, you know, like you said, like, oh I, I want to look like this, like how do I look like this? Because like the like the young kids, because you know, the TikTok demographic, it's a very young age. Like it's a very yes. like the age range is, you know, between like seventeen to like twenty two, twenty three, but obviously, you know, there's like there's, you know, younger kids on there. So when they see people post content like that in their brains they're saying oh okay so this is the way to do it i just got to starve myself not really eat anything cut out entire food groups and then i'll look the way i want to look and it really just comes down to just like the just like the the, uh, the societal standards to look a certain way but in mm-hmm. reality everyone's bodies are different like even if we all ate the same we'd all we'd still look differently like so exactly. it's pretty exactly
1: exactly yeah. like it cuz i work i do like i do weight training and i do go to the gym Very frequently, I go like five, six times a week, and like I literally like to preach it. Like even if you did the exact same workouts as me, if even if you ate the exact same thing a week things as me you will not look like me because one genetics plays a role your metabolism plays a role everything like that plays such a huge role in it and so that's like also part of the reason why I used to do what I eat nowadays as well and so and like they would say like they help a lot of it helps a lot of people like people want me to do them again now but like honestly I don't want to do them just because I don't want other people copying what I eat and think that this is like what they need to eat because it's just not the truth it's whatever is best for your body works
0: Yes, and yeah, and like you're totally right. Like the what I eat is, like the ones that you post, they certainly help people. Um, and I, you know, I post them as well. I've I haven't been posting them as often because yeah, like you know, a lot of people. We'll see that and be like, oh, you know, should I be eating like this? Should I be eating this? You know, like, like the comparison comes through. But I still post them because, you know, they do help a lot of people, you know, seeing someone eat, you know, feeling their body yeah, properly. Yeah. Like, 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 like I get it. I see both well, sides like of it. I watching
1: yours. I think they're fun to watch. Oh, like, thank I you. I love watching what I eat in day videos. I think they're fun. But like sometimes like when it gets in the hands of the wrong people it's such a bad influence but yours are great like i love yours
0: oh thank you i appreciate that um and it's it's funny too i don't know if you've experienced this too after like you know consistently posting what I eat day,s but like ever since i started posting them you know outside of like a select few i really can't watch other people's what i eat in a days anymore i don't i don't know why yeah. i it's just like maybe because like i'm just so focused around recording my food all day just like the thought of like seeing anyone else's is just like I don't know I just but you know like I said outside of a select few but
1: yeah I completely agree and sometimes it can get kind of tedious because like you're say you go out somewhere and then you have to record and like so like if I go out with somebody new I'm like hey like is it okay if I record me eating like is it okay and they're like yeah that's totally fine like and most people are okay with it but sometimes it's like you want to live in the present you want to live in the moment and so like sometimes it gets a little tedious in that sense (laughs)
0: Oh my God. Yes. Uh, a thousand percent because like I hate being that guy. You know, if I'm like out with friends or family, like we're out to dinner and like, you know, the food comes and, you know, for example, if we got like an appetizer, like for the table. And I'm like, hold on guys. I got to like record this real quick. Like, I hate being that guy. <laughs> like, even though like they understand like why I'm doing it, but i still, I like, I just, I hate being that guy, but it oh, is what yeah. it is. <laughs>
1: and it's nice because like his Nicole does TikTok as well and so we like when we go out together we just automatically expect it like we'll go to when we go when we go to Disney together we literally automatically expect like no matter what's happening like we're just going to be making a ton of TikTok videos all day so we just expect it like after we go and pick up a food item we're literally going to be sitting somewhere for like 10 to 15 minutes reporting
0: Right, and by the way, I, your your Disney your Disney uh food TikToks are they're they're incredible. Like that food looks delicious. I haven't been to Disney in in a very long time.
1: I'm actually time. about to go back.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> uh,
1: for the Christmas stuff, so we're gonna go get because Disneyland just released their food guide. They have a food guide. Disney has a food guide for all of the holiday foods. that I think you can literally pick it up at the beginning of the park, or you can print it out online. And so you take it, and then you literally can, we're just going to, I think I'm going to print it out online bring it with, and then just kind of check off stuff as we go, just to make sure we hit everything.
0: <laughs> that's actually crazy. The, the amount of content you and uh, you and Nicole are about to make, is, is that's going to be unreal.
1: Oh, it's going to be unreal. We're going to eat, like, that's like, I'm literally trying to eat such high volume this week, so I can eat so much when we go to Disney.
0: <laughs> do you have a uh, a favorite like all-time Disney food that you've tried
1: so uh it's it's funny because like people have this huge debate between Disneyland and Disney World because I i originally like I only I do prefer Disney World I've been to Disney World 17 times and because we literally counted and then I've been to Disneyland like a select few like three or four because we just moved to California this year and so I feel like the I've only, and I had the Ronto Wrap in Disneyland. That's like the Star Wars thing. The Ronto Wrap is like single-handedly like one of the best things you could ever get in Disney. Like I, I abide by that. Like it's so good and you can get like extra sauce on the side. It's unbelievable. But also any Disney like desserts are great as well
0: oh yeah i can imagine didn't like disney just they just go all out like for the food like that's that's crazy that they have, they have their own food guide that's actually nuts that's actually
1: nuts. i know i mean this is, like literally i said this is my video to nicole i was like nicole we are so much more food focused than we are ride focused when we're at disney
0: oh honestly i'd be the same way because i honestly really don't even like roller coasters that much but like the food at disney just looks that good like i i, I gotta try it
1: i completely agree i completely agree
0: um and I know um I know Nicole posts a lot of content about like from Canes and have you have you ever I mean I'm assuming you've been to Canes right because I've never yeah. been in it, and it, it looks incredible and like I've always wanted to try it so can you attest to you how good crying? it is I'm from New England like so like I'm from Connecticut but oh, the nearest okay. um Canes is in Boston for me which is like you know almost two hours um so oh, I wow. have
1: okay so you've never had
0: it never had it but like the sauce looks so good
1: Okay, you can make the sauce at home. It's really not that hard. You can literally just look it up. And you can look up like JP and Julia or something on YouTube and that you can literally make the sauce at home. But I mean, obviously, it's not going to taste exactly the same, but it's easy to make. But it could be made canes at home one time. But I will say that like Nicole loves it a lot more than I do. I Nicole really wants to be a Caniac ambassador so bad. She's trying to, she really wants to be one. But I just, I think that their chicken is so bland. And I think they do it on purpose because of the sauce because the sauce is so flavorful so it mixes well with the chicken but i will say the chicken's very tender and very great but the only thing like i would personally go to canes for is the bread like the texas toast that they that they have is unreal like it's like it's unlike any bread i've ever had before i wholeheartedly believe it's better than olive garden breadsticks
0: that's actually a really good point about the chicken why they make it bland on purpose and yes the uh the Texas toes, like I've seen, you know, Mukbangs, whatever, videos on TikTok of like just people dipping the Texas toes into the sauce. And I'm like, dude, like I, I like I need to try this at some point in my life. Like I need to try it.
1: Yeah, you have to. You have to. I want to go to Chick-fil-A and get the, cause the white sauce. They have a white cheddar sauce that you can get in a tub. But it's only in like select few locations. And I know that they have it back home in Illinois. And so when I go back, I'm going to get it because I want to try it so bad.
0: Also, oh, there's no Chick-fil-A's around you?
1: No, there is, but they don't have the sauce. They oh, the okay, okay,
0: sauce. I gotcha. Like
1: it's yep. in select few locations. I
0: gotcha. Yeah, no, Chick Fil A is easily my favorite fast food chain, but I feel like that would change if I tried Canes. But you know, also
1: Kava is really good. If you ever have a Kava by you, it's insane.
0: I, I have not. What kind of food do they have over there?
1: It's basically Mediterranean Chipotle, like literally exactly what it is. Like you pick your bowl, you pick your base, you pick your meats, and then your toppings. Like then you pick your sauces, like. It's so good, and they pack it on much more than Chipotle does.
0: That sounds so good. <laughs> oh, just yeah, I, it have it. Fe- I have a feeling you
1: would really like it.
0: Yeah, I should not have recorded this on an empty stomach because, like, now I'm just thinking about all these different uh, features. <laughs> um, I also, I will say, uh, I, I love Shake Shack. Shake Shack is unreal.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Shake Shack is great. I I just had it the other time. I had just had their truffle, like their garlic truffle fries. Oh, my gosh. If you have one near you, you have to go get them. Like they're insane. The oh. best thing I've ever had from Shake Shack. Also, the Christmas cookie shake.
0: The Christmas cookie shake. Is that like seasonal, yeah. I'm assuming?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. seasonal. They just like they just launched it back for like this year. I know they had it last year, but I never tried it last year. Oh, my gosh. It's the best shake I've ever had in my entire life.
0: That actually sounds so good. Uh, yeah, I think, see, I've never had uh, In-N-Out before, but I feel like, you know, I've heard some certain things about In-N-Out, and I, I, I feel like Shake Shack is better than In-N-Out, even though I've never had it. <laughs> just- well,
1: it is. It is. It's like, well, I have a sh- I have an In-N-Out, like, legit three minutes away. And so uh, I've had both Shake Shack and In-N-Out, and it's just like it's just like kind of more of like a a preference thing. I feel like In-N-Out is more nostalgic for a lot of people, but also like the quality at Shake Shack is better, but it's pricier than Mm. In-N-Out. In-N-Out is a lot cheaper than Shake Shack. Shake Shack can be very expensive, but I honestly, if I had the choice between the two, I would probably pick Shake Shack.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, if if Shake Shack is a little bit more expensive, at least it's worth it, you know?
1: No, Um, yeah. And I'm from Chicago and we have, Shake Shack in Chicago and we don't have In-N-Out. So I guess it's more nostalgic for me in a sense as well.
0: Right. Like, at least from In-N-Out, what I've heard, because like, like, you know, like I said, like there's no In-N-Outs on the East Coast, really. Um, What I've heard is that the burgers are good, but the fries are like disgusting.
1: You have to get them animal style. That's the only way I get it. I get So basically my order from actually my order is different from In-N-Out than like most people. I get what's called a Flying Dutchman. And it's basically just, um, a patty with cheese and then another patty with cheese and then topped with the animal style toppings and that's it. And it just comes in like the side container, but, um, or I'll get like road, roadkill fries, which comes with like the burger on top of it, on top of the fries, but I get my fries animal style and well done. And that makes it 10 times better.
0: Wow. That I'm telling like that, that actually sounds incredible. Like.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, it's, like, all their secret menu items I get. I don't get, like, their regular stuff.
0: Oh, my God, man. The East Coast needs to get some more fast food chains up here. You know, like, all we really have is – I don't even know. I mean, we have Chick-fil-A. We have Chipotle. I don't know. I don't know. McDonald's, Wendy's, I guess. Like, we don't have anything crazy. Any cool, like,
1: crazy fast food
0: chains that, like, other states have? Uh – I mean, I really, I mean, I'm sure there are. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, Let me yeah. actually, oh, I guess Duncan is there? I mean, it's got to yeah, be Duncan. Yeah, that's
1: everywhere. That's everywhere.
0: That, yeah, that is everywhere. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's not as much as, it's not as prominent here in California. Like, I noticed that, like, back home in Illinois, Duncan is a lot bigger than in Illinois than it is in California.
0: Right. Here uh,
1: mainly Starbucks.
0: Right. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking right now on like the East Coast fat, fast food chains. That like we wish we everywhere. That's what the you have article's like Wawa? called. What's that?
1: You have Wawa. Yes, we do. I, I don't. We don't have that. Like ah. like the Midwest and the Midwest and East Coast. I mean West Coast don't have Wawa. I've never had it.
0: Yeah, no, Wawa is really good. Wawa is very good.
1: I know. Uh, I've heard great things about it. I've always wanted to try it.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, Bojangles, I guess.
1: Yeah, we don't um, have that either. Yep.
0: Friendly's has been discontinued, but Friendly's was by far my favorite, like, restaurant of all time. Oh, yeah, we
1: don't, we don't have that either.
0: Like, there was a Friendly's literally, like, a minute from my house that I would go to pretty much, like, you know, once a week. And then it, it closed down, discontinued. So depressing. Their ice cream, the best.
1: I feel like I've seen things about it.
0: Yeah, it's... I don't
1: have. There's no way I have
0: it. It's it's so good. It's I miss it. But, um, but wow, that was a great fast food conversation. But, um...
1: Yeah. I could talk
0: about food all day long. So. Oh, I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. But I'm um, switching gears a little bit. I know we mentioned, or uh, you mentioned earlier that you know you did you have dealt with an eating disorder in the past. Can you kind of mm-hmm. talk about you know your kind of your journey with it and how you're able to kind of get out of um, that that rough patch and were able to um, now use your experiences to help other people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Um, my eating disorder started in the sixth grade. Keep in mind, I'm like a junior in college now. So I'm 20 now, started in the sixth grade. So very, very long time ago. Um, and I don't really, like, I'm trying to remember. I think, like, it really basically started when, like, I wanted, like, I think I looked at, like, other girls in my grade and, like, I wanted to look a certain way or look like them or be as thin as possible. Because I thought, it, like, people would think I was more attractive, I was prettier, and things like that, but obviously that's not the case, but, so yeah, it started in the sixth grade, and it got really bad, like, it, so I didn't get help for, like, a long time, and so I, like, it got to a point where, like, I would eat, like, an Oreo, and I would be, like, and then I would go run two miles to, like, burn off that singular Oreo, because I thought, because I was so, I felt so guilty about it, and I got, like, to a very, very, like, super dangerously low weight, where, like, my organs were like, literally going to shut down. And so like, I was literally gonna die. And so um I started, my parents put me in an outpatient program in a hospital. And it just it was And so basically, I would go there during the day and like things like that. And then I'd go home at night and just, it wasn't like doing anything. It just wasn't helping. And like, it just kind of like made me sad like to be there like I don't know it just wasn't like a good environment I felt like for me and so eventually and it just wasn't helping eventually my weight just kept dropping and so my parents decided that it would be beneficial if I was put into an inpatient program And so basically, I don't know if people know, so I'll just kind of explain it. But, like, an inpatient program is where you literally go and stay inside of a hospital. And so I was inside of a hospital, like, stayed inpatient for two weeks. So I was there for two weeks. And um, I have, like, I have some funny stories, though, kind of, like, (laughs) I know that sounds bad. But, like, because, like, they make you, um, like, you do, like, group therapy and, like, you're with other people and, like, get privileges and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, um, like, one time, like, and you have to, like, finish your food. And so, like, one time, I, like, I remember, like, they gave me a sandwich. And I, at the time, I hated tomatoes. Like, I hated tomatoes. And, like like, literally, like, the nurse, I was, like, Look, lady like I'll eat this sandwich but please don't make me eat the tomato like I was like please don't make me eat it and and she's like you have to eat it I was like no and I just, that was like the biggest thing I remember like from that time like it was just really funny because she's like she's like you have to eat it and I was like no I can't eat that tomato but now, now I like I love tomatoes but um yeah so I stayed there for two weeks and then um honestly I don't think that helped it didn't help because I didn't gain any weight when I was there surprisingly but I just like it just didn't help or anything and they wanted to put me in a residential program so I know like Demi Lovato has been in like one of those things it's where like you literally go to a home and you stay there for like a month or two months my parents were like absolutely not like no that's not happening we're not putting her in that and so my parents took me out of the hospital and then eventually like I kind of like I didn't, um, after that, I didn't go to therapy. I didn't do anything like that. And I kind of just did it on my own where like, I kind of just like, it took me a long time to realize, but like, I kind of just did it on my own and kind of like began eating and began and doing it intuitively and just getting my weight up and like, I don't know. It just kind of like after a while, I just kind of realized that like life was too short to like let my eating disorder like control my life and everything like that. And so, throughout like high school and stuff, I had like re like different relapse periods where like I would like restrict and I'd binge and like it was kind of like a whole cycle where like I'd restrict, I'd binge, I'd go back to normal, and then it would happen again. But then, but after like I want to say like my senior year of high school and like after that like I kind of like balanced it out and like really found like my footing and like kind of really realized and took hold of it and like ended that whole cycle and everything and now we're here and well now we're here and I do TikTok and stuff so like I have like a lot of experience and I totally understand like where people like are coming from and so I feel like my background with it has helped me a lot so that's basically my story
0: that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. That, yeah. that, that's, that's an incredible story. I mean, and it's, it's very interesting how, how you said that, you know, you kind of saw the most progress when you were doing everything on your own, like, you know, after yeah. you went through treatment, like you, you, you know, you got more progress when you were doing things on your own, kind of learning on the fly. And I, I, you know, I was the exact same way. I never actually, I never went to treatment. I never, I never went through that. Um, And I kind of just learn stuff on the fly, do my own research, figuring out like, you know, what works, what doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing other people, you know, whether that's like on the internet, TV, media, whatever it is, like just, you know, seeing other people, you know, learning the right information from the right people and like, just kind of going through like, you know, trial and error, like, okay, you know, I had like a rough week here, you know, this is what I'm going to change to try and make it better in a healthy way. Just Mm -hmm. like things like that, you know, going through those certain experiences, like with, you know, other people helping you out throughout the way, obviously, like we don't all just do it on our own. Like other people do help so, us.
1: Yeah, of course. Like it's always great to have a support system and have people around you. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you are the one who decides to recover. You're the one who's eating at the end of the day. You're the one who's eating throughout the day. It's, it's you. It's ultimately you at the end. It's always great to have people around you, supporting you and helping you. But ultimately, it's you who has to decide.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And that's not to say that like you know treatment you know isn't going to work for anyone. Like you know well, everyone's well, like everyone's it's, different. It's,
1: yeah, for some people, it's different for everybody. Yeah, some people it works for, and some people didn't. In my case, it didn't help me. And but like but and I did on my own. But obviously, some people really need it.
0: Right. Exactly. And like like you said, like regardless if you're in treatment or not, like it's still it's still on you. It's still all up to you. It, it you know if you want to recover, if you want to take that leap of faith, and you know figure out and fix your relationship with the food you know yes like, like you know like we said it's important to have that support system whether you're in treatment or not you know if if your support system is in your treatment that's great Like that's that's awesome if it's not that's that's great too like it doesn't yeah. there's no one right way to recover so i think no that's imp- yeah. yeah so i think it's really important that you know you kind of mentioned that you know it's okay to do it on your own like i did it on my own for the most part yeah. i mean not on my own but you know what i mean like <laughs> Um,
1: no, no, yeah, yeah No, exa- no, I know exactly what you're saying. Like yeah. you didn't go to treatment like I did. You didn't get like you didn't have like like a hospitalization like I did. You know what I mean? You you did it on your own and that's perfectly okay. Like that's and and then I did it on my own afterwards. Like it I feel like People think that like recovery is that once you're recovered, you're fully recovered. Like you're never going to get these thoughts again, but it's not the truth. Like, like, so like this past two, three months, I've been bulking to gain muscle in the gym and I've felt more energized and stronger than I've ever had before. But sometimes I have those days at the end of the day where I'm like, and I look in the mirror and I'm like oh my god I look so bad and then I'm like wait a minute stop no you don't you are a bad bitch Natalie like stop thinking that like like it just everybody has a bad bitch it's not just it's not gonna the thoughts don't just go away you have to control them your life like I don't know if you think that too that's kind of how I feel
0: Oh, I'd think the exact same way. Like I say this all the time, like in my videos, like the pro like progress isn't linear with this at all. Like, you know, that goes with anything in life, but progress, you know, in eating disorder recovery, it's, it's never linear. Like, you're going to have bad days, bad weeks, bad periods, like it's it's gonna happen. And I you know, I think what you're kind of alluding to is like that that voice in the back of your head, like, I, you know, in my opinion, it's never going away for the rest of my life. Yeah, like, I you agree. just like, over time, you just you learn to deal with it the best you can, you know, like you do the opposite of what it tells you to do. Because like, you know, internally that like, what you're doing is right, that voice is wrong. Um, but I think it's always going to be there. Because you know, I actually had the same exact scenario as you like, I think last winter, like, December, January, I went on a little bit of a bulk, and that was, like, the hardest thing I've ever done because I spent my entire life training to be smaller or, like, you know, trying <laughs> to be smaller. So, like, the, the thought of, like, intentionally gaining weight was, like, the scariest thing for me ever because, you know, anyone who's in uh, – anyone who's dealt with an eating disorder knows, like, the number one thing, like, you can't do. Like, you cannot gain weight. Like, that's, like, fear number one. Like, yeah. you know, if you asked me like what, what my biggest fear was, I would tell you it was, like, to gain weight. But like going on that bulk, knowing like I wanted to like get stronger, you know, get more muscle, lift heavier in the gym. Like I knew it required to eat more, but that was a tough adjustment because I spent my entire life, you know, whether, you know, trying to eat less or um, trying to be smaller, trying to get bigger was like, it was such a surreal experience. But I'm very glad I went through that because that, that showed growth for me at least. Like I was like, okay, you know, um, I am able to do this. I am able to actually put on weight and be okay with it. Yeah. Like you said, that happened to you. I had plenty of bad days too. I was like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? I'm like throwing like my physique away. Like, what am I doing to myself? But you know, in the long run that it's better for you.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And like, like you said, like the voice is never going to go away. Yeah, it'll get a little bit quieter, but it's not going to be totally gone. And like the thing is, like even throughout like this entire like bulk or whatever, like I'm not going to step one foot on the scale. Like I just because the scale doesn't matter. All that matters is how you feel in your body. Like the scale is literally a number. Calories are literally just a number made up by humans. No one cares. Like it's not it's not this end all be all number.
0: Exactly. And like, you know, with scale weight in particular, like there's so many factors that go into what the number reads on the scale, you know, things like sodium, you know, the volume of food you consumed, water weight, like all that stuff that all factors in to your number. And that doesn't mean like that number doesn't define you at all
1: no no you're not your your worth should not be tied to the number on the scale it's just it's not it's not how it should be what really matters is what's truly inside your mind and what's inside your heart like that's what i because i had somebody message me on instagram the other day saying that like that like they were like they stepped on the scale the other day and like they felt really horrible about themselves and i was like "Eh," and i literally was like bestie like the scale is, does not matter. Like it's not important. And like, I get a lot of DMs, like all the, I do my best to respond to a bunch of them. And I get a lot of DMs on my Instagram about like people saying that like their parents are like encouraging restrictive behavior and saying that. And then somebody asked me like, Oh, like what, what foods can I eat to make my mom happy? And what I said was like, like, look, like I'm. I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry that like your mom is making you feel this way, and that your parents are encouraging your restrictive behavior because that's not how it should work. I said, I said you should do what makes you happy. You should do what, what you should eat, what makes you happy. It doesn't matter. Like, I understand that she's your mom or she's your or he's your dad, but it doesn't matter what they think. What matters is what you think.
0: Exactly, exactly. Like, and just you know, going back to like the scale, like when you really think about it. No one's going to know the number unless you tell them, like,
1: yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Like, unless you actively say, Hey, this is how much I weigh. No one's going to, no one's going to care. No one thinks about it as much as you think they do. No one's like, if you go out to dinner and like, you think you just like ate way too much, you look so bloated. No, I guarantee you no one around you is thinking, yo, look at how bloated they look like what the, like, I no, agree. Like, like no one's thinking about that. Like everyone's too focused on themselves anyways to care about, uh, how you look or what you're eating. Like, like no one really cares um, and that you know, knowing that has helped me out a lot because, you know, I guess like one of like, like the driving motive to like, you know, weigh less was to like, look better around other people. But in reality, no one cares. Like if, if exactly. I gained, if I gained five pounds of just fat, like no one's going to like, I don't know, stop talking to me. No one's going to care about me any less. Like, so like knowing that calms me down a lot because like, you know, like we said, like, you know, those, like those bad thoughts do come back from time to time. Um, and you know. You know, reaffirming those those affirmations kind of helped me calm that voice down, calm myself down, um, because I know like you know what's right and what isn't after going through this for so many years.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And like, and like I've always thought, and I like I remember thinking about exactly what you were talking just talking about how like when like I go out somewhere like so and like I and I used to be bloated after like I would eat. You know, I'd be like, oh my god, everybody thinks I look this way, but like I've never once looked at somebody after they ate or I looked at somebody in general and thought oh my god they look so bloated like I would never I've right. never thought that in my life so like my brain was kind of playing a trick on me. like why would so- if I never think that way about somebody like why would somebody else think that about me
0: oh I know exactly and like you know for example um you know when I uh, there was a point like last like, summer 2020 I got I, w- I was like the leanest I've ever been like you mm-hmm. know and I had like a noticeable like six-pack you know and after every meal, I would, like, make sure, like, the abs were still there. So I would, like, go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. like, look at myself in the mirror. But then I was, like, why am I doing this? Like, who am I doing this for? Like, it doesn't matter if I exactly. have abs or not. Like, no one's going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy the things that, like, we we force ourselves to do. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's...
1: Oh, exactly. Like, I because I used to do that all the time. Like, literally every single mirror I would walk past, even in, like, a, a public restroom sometimes. I would literally look in the mirror and, and like, look at my stomach and be like, oh is it still flat like you know what i mean and so like i it it, you come a long way where you realize like you don't need to do that in the mirror anymore
0: exactly yeah it's yeah i would do the same thing like no matter where i was like uh, yeah public restrooms if i was at work i was taking a break you know like yeah like no it doesn't it didn't matter where it was like i was like i had to make sure like my body like looked the exact same and like if it didn't I would be like, "All right, I'm just going to eat a little bit less today." But obviously, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. Like, you know, bloating is so natural. Like, if you're you're not a human being if you don't bloat, basically. Like, dude, I
1: remember last week. Oh my god, last week literally like all like the entire week I was so bloated. Literally even without eating, I was just so bloated. And like, I and I had no idea why I was like it's like am I eating something different like what is going on and then I was just like you know what I think my body's just bloating like it's literally bloating it's so normal and i was so bloated all week and like it's in, in like I feel like that's really important to teach people because I do get a lot of questions on my videos like oh how do I combat bloating like what do I do to deal with bloating? What pills do I take to like, combat my bloating? I'm like, look, you do not need to take – you do not need to listen to these diet culture people who are saying you need to take a pill. You need to eat a green. You need to drink a green to get rid of this bloating because it's not going to happen. It's just – it's normal and it's okay.
0: Exactly, 100%. Like bloating is totally natural. We're not human if we don't bloat. Like it's – yeah, exactly. it's just crazy. Like the, the stuff our minds like tricks us into thinking. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so the next, the next, the next topic I want to get into. So a a big chunk of your content as of late has been trying like, uh, these last crumb cookies.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: And I've never had one before and they look, the ones you post look absolutely incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. is there a certain, do you have a favorite one?
1: Okay. Yeah. So honestly, it's the last crumb cookies are so hard to choose a flavor. So I don't know if you know the box of the cookies, you get 12 cookies and it's $140.
0: Oh, my God. For
1: the box of 12 cookies. I know it sounds absurd. I know it does. But honestly, they are so worth it. Worth literally every penny. Like, if Last Crumb didn't send me these boxes of the cookies, I would personally go out and buy them. Like, that's how good they are. And uh, I, w- I can give you, like, my top, like, I guess, like, three favorite ones. I'm going to say, like, number one is definitely going to be – the. it's called Donkey Kong. It's like a banana cream pie cookie. It is out of this world. It literally tastes like banana pudding in a cookie, but 10 times better than banana pudding. And then my second, I would have to say, it's called the James Dean. It's an Oreo milkshake cookie, and it has, like, Oreo malt balls inside of it, and so they, like, make it a little crunchy. And then I guess, like, my third favorite, it's so hard to choose because there's just so many good ones in the box, but I do love, like, the regular chocolate chip and the red velvet.
0: Oh my God, that that Donkey Kong one could not sound better.
1: It's insane. <laughs> like it's, if you ever get the chance to try them, um, I highly recommend it. Like literally crazy.
0: Wow, and they look pretty big, right? Like they're, they they got to be massive.
1: Oh, yeah, they're pretty, I mean, they're pretty decent in size, like they're really good cookies. And like in like Last Crumb, they bake like every, so they do drops, basically. You So on every week, I believe it's every Tuesday, they do a drop. And so on the drop, you log on to their website. And then on that website, like you get a chance to try and buy the cookies. But the thing is, they sell out in 20 seconds. So it's literally like, it's like a race on the clock to get these cookies because they sell out every Tuesday, in 20 seconds at least. Like literally 20 seconds or left. It's always sold out. And so, um, and on and on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, they bake the cookies fresh. So the shipping is so because $140 includes your shipping anywhere in the US. And so I think there's also tax too. But um, so they bake their cookies fresh, like the minute you order them. And so they're all baked fresh on either Wednesday or Tuesday, something like that, and then they ship out in two days. So you, no matter where you are in the they call, they're they're located in Pasadena, California. So no matter where you are in the U.S., you get them within two days. So they're like they're as fresh as they possibly can be.
0: That's really cool, actually. That's actually that's actually really yeah. good to know. Maybe I might just go and order some and see. <laughs>
1: good. They're like literally, and also the company is like the nicest people ever. Like they're like. We've, we've spoken to people with their social media team and everything like that and they're just such kind people and like they, they put like a lot of effort into making every single cookie and like in designing every cookie which is why they don't do like a thing where they come out with new flavors every week because their flavors are so complex like they use like ingredients from other countries like Argentina and like Dutch chocolate and like all these different things and like literally absolutely insane like I'm convinced that like no matter what I do like it's hard to eat other cookies now because Mm -hmm. last time is just so good that I've had like literally the best I want to say like literally the best cookies in the world like that I would trademark them as that and so like it's hard to eat other cookies now because they're so good
0: yeah, I'm the I'm the exact same way with uh, with peanut butter brands. Like once I started eating Teddy's peanut butter, I I, I couldn't go back to a different brand. We don't have that. Are you serious? We don't have that.
1: And yeah, we don't have that in in Chicago in, in California. That's all. It's only I I think it's only an East Coast thing because I saw you eating Teddy's peanut butter and I was like, what is that? I've never seen that in a grocery store in my life.
0: Uh, I guess that it doesn't make sense because I think they're they're based in Massachusetts, so yeah, it probably is more that of an East sense. Coast thing. Like like there's like they're partnered with like the Boston Celtics, so yeah, like it makes sense. But yeah, it's easily the best peanut butter I've ever had, and it's like the healthiest too. It's just strictly like the the, the ingredients are strictly just like peanuts, and roasted peanuts, and that's it. Like there's no oils. There. I need I need a
1: little bit of sugar in there. I need <laughs> a little bit of sugar in there. Hey,
0: that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What do you do like? Do you I use? love Trader Joe's
1: peanut butter. Like I tried because I was comparing it to because I have Jif. I mean, Jeff. No, I have Skippy. I have Skippy and the Trader Joe's peanut butter in here, and I think that the Trader Joe's is better than the Skippy. And honestly, lately, I don't like. I've never been one to like peanut butter. Like, I hate Reese's cups. Like, I hate. Wow. Like, I no, I know it's such a controversial opinion. Like, I can't do them. Like, I like. I've tried to like them. I've tried the white chocolate kind. Like, I've tried, and I can't like them. But I like peanut butter, and like now. And lately, I have been on the biggest peanut butter kick in my entire life. Like, I remember, like, I finished, like, a jar in, like, a week and a half. Like, I was, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'm craving peanut butter, like, crazy right now, especially peanut butter bagels. Like, I am on a peanut butter kick. Like, and also, like, your videos eating peanut butter don't help because every single (laughs) time I watch one of your videos eating peanut butter, I'm like, damn it, I got to go in the kitchen and eat some peanut butter now.
0: (laughs) That's actually hilarious. I know. Yeah. I, and that happens to me too. Like you just use like you zero in on a food for like just weeks at a time and like you don't eat it for like six months. Like, yeah. That happens to me all the time. I
1: have bad food fixations. Like okay. I like what's your food fixation right now?
0: Do uh, you have one? Uh, my food fixation right now? Probably uh, Nutella toast. Definitely Nutella toast. Okay, I used
1: to. I can't ever get into Nutella. I don't know what it. I think I'm just not a chocolate girl. Like, like I don't like Nutella. I hate chocolate cake. I hate chocolate ice cream. Like, it's I'm I'm such an anomaly. Like, <laughs> so many people like chocolate, like the chocolate cake and the chocolate ice cream, but I can't do it.
0: Yeah. Uh. That. Yeah. I don't know. Cho- I You know, a lot of people have have different uh, different opinions on chocolate. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like you know, like I. I'm I like I don't really like white chocolate, but like I love milk chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Um, okay,
1: it's weird how people have different taste. buds. like, it's so it, weird how like yeah. like everyone like like somebody on my on my TikTok told me I was unhuman for not liking peppermint, and I'm like, I'm like, what? I don't see. Yeah, yeah, food is like liking, I'm like I'm like me not liking peppermint might be the most human thing there is because there's no because everybody has different taste buds. So like that's like a thing too about like judging people for what they eat. It, everybody likes something different. Everybody has their own preferences. So what, you don't ever judge somebody, you know, for what they eat. Like I do weird things all the time. Like I'll put ketchup on my mac and cheese. Like, oh, I do the same like thing. That's that. I and, love that. You, or like I'll dip, I, I dip my chicken nuggets and my fries in honey. Like it's delicious. Like I love stuff like that. And like I hate when people judge other people for what they eat.
0: Oh, I agree. Wait, let, let me hear this one. You, have you dipped your fries in a milkshake before?
1: Yes. And I don't like it.
0: Oh, no well like the oh. thing is
1: like like have you ever had portillo's no i've not so portillo sells something called a cake shake where they literally take ice cream and milk and they put in t- an entire slice of cake in it and then they blend it and it's a cake shake and like i in like the texture of like things in my ice cream like like weird things like fries or like not weird but like things like fries or like cake in it i can't do
0: it huh interesting yeah. interesting but no like you said though like food is the most like subjective thing ever like you you can't really like get mad at someone for not liking something or for liking something yeah. like yeah that, that always it is really like kind of cool to think about how we do all the different taste buds like like i hate uh i hate olives i hate blue cheese i hate ranch like i just i oh. can't
1: you don't like ranch okay I you don't know, like, like ranch. ranch like i feel like okay ranch is like like, I feel like a lot of people don't like ranch and, like, more people than I think because I cause I dip ranch in
0: everything. Yeah. See, all right. I can I can tolerate ranch on, like, pizza. Like, if there's, like, a chicken bacon ranch, oh, yeah. like, pizza. yeah. I like ranch on pizza. Yeah, I can tolerate that. I don't like it dipped in wings. I don't like it on salads. Like, I just – I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan. I definitely don't like blue cheese, though. Like, when I'm, oh, like
1: – Oh, no. Blue cheese is – I can yeah. do blue cheese. Like, uh, I – the one food I can't do is sprinkles. I can't do really? sprinkles. Really? I hate sprinkles. Like, literally, like, if you give me a cookie or a donut with sprinkles, I will physically pick every single sprinkle off that donut or cookie and then eat it.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I feel like... I
1: know. I don't know. It might be a texture thing. I don't know. That,
0: that's fair, because in my opinion, I don't really taste sprinkles. Like
1: No, I think it's a texture thing for me, yeah. and I, just, I don't know. They weird me out. <laughs> oh, that's that's
0: totally fair. That's totally fair. Like, yeah, but... um. <laughs> Uh, i know like i said it's crazy how how we all have different taste buds and we all prefer certain foods or like eat foods a certain way i think that's i think it's really interesting
1: oh yeah i'm always like when i sometimes when i go to eat with somebody new i'm like look like i eat weird like i eat a weird way like so please don't like offend don't take like don't judge me about what it because like because like i'll eat things food weird ways and like sometimes and so like i'm always like please don't judge me
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious but um Hi Natalie, I think I think we covered everything. Like this was this is a great conversation. Uh, I I specifically love just like the fast food conversation we had. I, I love talking fast food and like it's kind of cool how there's different chains in the different parts of the country. It, I don't know, it's it's really cool. Food in general is just it's sick.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I love like I love the conversation we had about like diet culture and like how we just want to completely cancel it. Like how like TikTok needs and like every single social media outlet needs to learn that like. Every, every single body is unique and everybody, everybody's body is different and everyone is going to go look certain everyone's going to look a different way than somebody else nobody no two people are going to look the same even if you're identical twins even if you're like you're just not going to look exactly the same and that's totally okay
0: oh exactly and i think the only way you know to continue to debunk diet culture is to continue to spread aware- awareness about it like you know the content that that you and i post um just continue to do that and then you know hopefully more people will follow and. Hopefully one day uh, die culture can uh, end forever. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree.
0: Um, yeah. So, again, Natalie, thank you very much for coming on. Again, that's, uh, that's Natalie Ludwig on TikTok. I will link her TikTok in the description. So, definitely give her a follow if you have not checked her checked out her account already. So, Natalie, again, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Oh
1: yeah, of course. Thank you so much for happy, having me. I'd love to come on again. So I, this was a great conversation. I had a really good time.
0: Oh, I, oh, I really appreciate that. And absolutely, whenever you, whenever you want to come on, let me know. So, um, all right, so thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day.